Welcome to Gamers Cafe, guys, where I talk about everything that goes on in the gaming industry. I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get started with it. All right, it looks like the BAFTA Awards has happened recently. This is over across the pond in Britain. Uh, sadly to say, The Witcher of the Wild Hunt 3 did not win for some weird and probably stupid reason, because seriously, the best game is not Fallout 4. I'm sorry, it was fun, just not the best. Uh, Witcher 3 was way better than uh, Fallout 4. Fallout 4's story was not very good. It was bland. Um, shooting mechanics was fine, but to have an overall best game, that definitely does not take the cake whatsoever. You can quote me on that. I do not approve of this. This is not something that is one of the best games. My other thing about this is British game, they put Batman Arkham Knight. Do they not understand that the PC game was awful? It was terrible. It had so many problems with it, but they still gave it an award because it's in Britain. Yay, it's still American property, but yeah, sure. One thing I do actually agree with is uh, Rocket League for a multiplayer game. That's one of them. I agree with that. Family game, yes, it's really fun. Um, sports game as well. It's kind of an interesting sport because it kind of blends things together. Uh, persistent game, Prison Architect, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I also like that there's mods where you can just make it into Star Wars because... Why wouldn't you? There's other ones as well. Uh, Her Story won several different awards as well. Um, but I'm going to have to disagree with their uh, logic on uh, best game as Fallout 4. Fun game and all. Great that you can uh, mod it and mod it a little bit better than uh, Witcher 3. But the best game? No. Life is Story for Life is Strange. I would still say no. Uh, I think it was a little bit ham-fisted on the social justice warrior type of agenda. I still think Witcher 3 had a much better story. Um, to me, more authentic characters. Uh, not really pushing too much of a gender politics type of uh, narrative push that some games have started to do for some weird reason. Uh, it was just an all-around great game that a lot of the characters had their own agendas and opinions and... That's that's the great way of writing characters. It's not just putting different sexuality and all, all this other stuff just to push your own agenda. It's, if you want to do that, go into politics. That's just my thing. Or actually, if you're going to do that, try to make the characters compelling, i.e. the next uh, story uh, would be about uh, the new Baldur's Gate uh game that came out and well a lot of the gamers aren't very excited about it a lot of the gamers are kind of upset about it because one of the writers decided that uh, let's just change the character because they're they were sexist quote unquote in the original game so we're just going to change them from a sexy assassin to someone that just demeans the, the player 
uh, just to push the agenda. Also, they put in a transgender merchant that said, I'm transgender, and people were like, why? What does this have to do with the game, the overall setting, set piece? And it really wasn't. It was just the creator, the writer, Amber Scott, said, I push agendas to push agendas and social justice warrior and blah, 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 insert whatever political left-leaning stance you want to put. So, Bean Dog, who makes, uh, made the enhanced versions of Boulder's Gate and this one, has gone back and said, whoops, our bad. We're going to take out one of these things because the player base isn't really too happy about it. And rightly so. They don't like it. Uh, I think you should probably talk to Amber Scott and be like, look it, we know you like pushing agendas. How about you push agendas with a meaning to the story as well and actually just create the characters and figure out the sexuality and all that stuff later. Create the idea of the character, their agendas, why they're a part of this world, why they need to be written. That's more important than we're just going to... throw things to the wall and have one of these stick and if it works out great if it doesn't well we'll just tell gamers just to deal with it that's not how you do it it's not it's not good business either moving on uh because that's not ever fun to talk about there is uh some betas coming out uh there is battleborn open beta that you can preload if you pre-order it so i'm kind of scratching my head i'm like it's an open beta, right? So it doesn't mean that you have to pre-order to play the open beta, because then that would actually defeat the purpose of an open beta. But anyways, if you want to pre-load it, be sure to buy the open beta if you want to do it. If you're wondering what Battleborn is, it is a very... Uh, it's one of those games that sprouted up. It's, it's similar to Overwatch, but still has those little bit of differences. Uh, it does have about four different factions with each of those factions, about five or six different players. So it should be interesting to see what actually happens with this, uh, if it's going to be any good. I will probably be playing the open beta because why not? Why not test it out and see if I actually like the game or not? Uh, you know, because open betas are basically the new demos. I don't know why they just don't call them demos again. Just because, I mean, they do say we're testing things out, but I never really know if they're actually testing things out or they're just being like, hey, let's just have our huge player base and see if they actually like it or not. Um, I usually call it a glorified demo now because betas aren't really betas anymore. Uh, maybe because they don't need to do that. Anyways, that's what it's all about. Now, for Overwatch news, has added competitive rank play to Overwatch to make it even more fun and aggravating and all of other stuff. It is fun, or I've seen a lot of the Twitch streams that looks like it's it's pretty fun. I unfortunately, like a lot of you, did not get the beta to go play the game. Unfortunately, it happens. I'm not going to cry over it because there's other games to play anyways and to review. Uh, but it's interesting to see that they're doing that to make it more competitive play because they do have uh, Heroes of the Storm that's very competitive, Hearthstone that's very competitive, uh, World of Warcraft in some ways is competitive, and uh, StarCraft 2 is very competitive uh, as well. So it, it it's not a, it's not out of the realm of playing these games or out of the realm of Blizzard to actually make this competitive. And it's a pretty good indicator that it's probably going to be really popular and very competitive as well. Also, 
which is interesting, is that they are going to have a system that will punish players if they rage quit a lot. Uh, this is based on going to be 20 games, and if you rage quit a lot in those 20 games, uh, they will actually take a 70 you'll take a 75 percent cut in your xp in future games uh now they haven't really said if this is going to uh be reduced if you stop rage quitting a lot they haven't really announced that yet but it's an interesting way of well hurting rage quitters from doing what they do a lot which is rage quitting however we've probably all done it in a way where we just hate that we're losing and we don't really want to lose anymore and it's just really frustrating and rah, rage quit because i can't do anything about it and my team quote unquote sucks even though i may be sucking at the same time too yes you could be sucking at the same time too we're all human we don't always play the best of our abilities it happens it really does happen in other Blizzard news, uh, this is more of an unfortunate uh, circumstance, but Blizzard has taken legal action against uh, a vanilla WoW uh, server, one of the biggest servers out there as well. Uh, Nostarius, sorry if I really mispronounced that, I uh, Rilius, uh is one of the most played vanilla wow servers private servers mind you out there and finally blizzard has taken action against it saying hey stop we don't want you to do this anymore so uh apparently some of the community has taken action signed petition or petitioning blizzard to not do this and have it survive but the developers of this have said hey look we're going to just give it out to you we're going to anonymize player data as well by encrypting all the personal data so they can't well they can't get in trouble either and just giving it out so i don't think blizzard's gonna really gonna win this but uh i understand why they're doing it they're trying to protect their ip as most businesses do and you always have to protect it but there is a point of protecting it and um going just going after people for nefarious reasons now if they were data mining it then it's probably a little bit of their bad too uh not saying that Everything is going to be awful and terrible, but data mining a company's data <laughs> isn't really great either. All right. BlizzCon has official dates and details. It is going to be happening on November 4th and 5th at the NIM Convention Center like it always is. Uh they will have uh, the culmination of four major esports seasons, the 2016 StarCraft II Global Finals, which has the world's best players battling against each other for a $500,000 prize pool, and the $1 million 2016 Hearthstone World Championship and the 2016 Heroes of the Storm Fall Championship with another $1 million up for grabs. Uh, there's $250,000 World of Warcraft Arena Championship as well. Uh, now, tickets are going to be uh, $200 each, so uh, get out your uh, debit cards and be weeping because you will... There goes your $200. Uh, there, go, there goes some of your uh, tax returns. Um, so it's going to cost you that much. It also... The first batch starts off at April, uh, April 20th, so 13 days from now at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And then the second batch will be on April 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, there will also be pre-BlizzCon pre, -con, pre -BlizzCon benefit dinner uh, to support the 
Children's Hospital of Orange County on November 3rd. At, and it will be offered at 7 p.m. Pacific time on April 27th, but it's $750 each. So if you have the money to burn, help out a great cause. Uh, it's a really expensive great cause, but still, how about a great cause? Now, they also will be having a uh, virtual tickets as well. Um, if you can't really make it or the tickets sell out, which can actually happen and actually do happen, they sell out quite quickly. Uh, so there is that. They haven't, they haven't made the ticket price available for that quite yet, and it actually might be a little expensive. Hope it's a little less expensive than the actual tickets. But you never know. They could be the same price. So you're spending $200 to sit in your computer and watch it live, which still is weird. Really weird. All right. Uh, Fallout 4 has a couple new updates as well. First is uh, the Wasteland Workshop DLC, which is coming out April 12th. Um, this just adds more things to build, uh, which is weird that they're actually making it. It's actually... Well, costing you something because a lot of mods have already done and made a lot of different uh, new things to actually build so this just looks like a little weird cash grab I almost feel like this is the same thing as the horse armor that Bethesda did with Oblivion and why not just do this, this one this one a little update for free so everybody could have but nope let's charge people a little bit of money so if you really really like Fallout 4, which is a great game, mind you. I have nothing. I have nothing against it. It's just I didn't actually think you deserved to win best game over The Witcher 3. No, not even close to me. Also, for Fallout 4 news, uh, there has been a uh, survival mode has been patched, uh, which basically makes you stop eating everything. Um, but at least it brings down some of the. Uh, cap for eating things um, as well. Carry capacity has been lowered. Sleep cycle has been lowered from 24 hours to 14 hours, which I, I think is I think should be lowered again to eight to seven to eight hours. Would probably be a better, more realistic way of saying that than 14. That's that's weird. Um, re uh, reduced chances to getting a disease. Fusion cores way more. Uh, Nuka-Cola Quantums no longer cancel out. Caffeine effect from Nuka-Cola and Nuka-Cola Cherry. Fix occasional issues with becoming uh, parched or peckish with thirst or hunger are, are actually satisfied. So basically eating everything in sight so you can be satisfied. Fix issues when adrenaline effect would incorrectly persist after changing difficulty level and when comparison is down... And when companion is down, excuse me, uh, a quest target will appear on them. Uh, this is just helping out. It should be interesting to see what actually happens. Now, I'm not doing the beta one just because you can't really do mods with it at the same time. So I'm just waiting for the beta uh, for it to actually be released. And maybe I might try survival mode. Survival mode, if you guys don't actually know, is the hardest uh, difficulty on Fallout 4. Uh, it just makes everything really hard where you actually do have to eat and drink um sleep does matter and you can get a disease something's way more it just makes it a lot harder for people also creatures can hurt you more as well uh stim packs don't really revive you as much as other uh difficulty levels just for those people that really want to have a challenge is it's there for them 
because they love you. Now, actually, this is actually a really cool thing. It's it looks like a crap. Not looks like, but it actually does happen that a crafty gamer uh, modded a Game Boy using the Raspberry Phi Zero. Yes, a really small computer base uh, is what a Raspberry Phi is. Uh, it's great for kids, for parents that want their kids to understand technology, especially computers, is a really great way of doing it. Uh, so what he actually did is that he kind of modded a Game Boy uh, with a colored screen and he uh, kind of made the, uh, the SD cards like cartridges so he could, you know, put it in, put it out type of a thing. It looks really cool what he did and that's actually pretty mad uh, soldering and modding skills. I will put kind of the video in on what on how he actually did it, but it's kind of cool that he used a custom SD card reader like game cartridges to actually simulate what an old Game Boy was. Too bad there's no ding, little thing on ding, uh, but this is actually a really cool, really cool thing. I'm kind of like nerding out about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, kudos to a crafty DIY uh, gamer because he did really do it himself. Yeah. All right. A couple weeks ago, Microsoft announced that they were closing Lionhead Studios and, well, Vault Legend wasn't going to actually happen. Well, that actually may not be true. It actually may still happen. Uh, now, the lights are still on at Lionhead and they're asking if they would still like to form an independent studio and still do something like uh, Fallout Legends, uh, Fable Legends, no, sorry, Fable Legends. Uh, and so they're asking the people that they work with if they still want to do this. If not, it's fine as well. Uh, it is sad to see that Lionhead is gone. Uh, they were a great developer that made Black and White, which was a really fun game, Black and White 1 and 2, which is a strategy, godlike game, better than Goddess. Uh, and they also did the, Fab the Fable series, which 1 and 2 are great. 3 didn't really play, didn't really care to play. And then the Connect version, and then... This one was supposed to come out as a free-to-play RPG that never actually happened. It said it was reportedly close to being an open beta, but actually never happened. So it's sad to see them go. Uh, the Fable Legends looked interesting, but unfortunately we may actually never be able you know, to play it because they're gone. Um, but yeah... It'd be interesting to see if they get enough uh, people to develop a, in, in, on an independent studio game like Fable Legends, but not actually Fable Legends, because they probably can't actually use the name because it's owned by Microsoft, I'm pretty sure, unless there is some type of licensing deal where they can actually do that. Anyways, uh, moving on to uh, something interesting. Now you can stream your PS4 games to your Windows PC or Mac. Yes, you can finally play your PS4 games on your PC because that's what everybody's been clamming for. Uh, this is following closely behind what Microsoft is trying to do with its close, well, partners, its close collaboration with Windows 10 because Microsoft does make Windows. Uh, so it should be interesting to, you know, See how many players actually play that. So you're at work, you're like, there's something to do. All right, I'm gonna play uh, Uncharted. Woo, Uncharted. I actually may be, uh, be able to be pretty good with that if it allows me to, you know, use the mouse and keyboard instead of uh, the controller. We will see uh, how much of 
if you how much streaming you can actually do with it. Now the requirements are for each of them. Now for the Windows, it requires Windows eight uh, eight point one, thirty two or sixty four bit, which is good or windows 10 uh so anything below can't do uh intel core i5 56m processor 2.0 gigahertz or faster 100 megabytes or more of available storage two gigs or more ram uh uh 1020 by 768 or higher resolution display sound card and usb port for max uh it's going to be the os x uh yosemite so 10.10 or uh, os x el capitan which is 10.11 intel core i5 520m processor 2.4 gigahertz or faster 40 megabytes or more of available storage, two gigs of RAM, and USB port as well. So if you're looking to play your games while you're not around your PS4, this might be a way of doing it. Should be interesting to see what actually happens and if people actually, you know, pick this up and do this. Now for the bigger news, which is more in Division, uh, Division is going to be coming out with uh, an update. The update will... I'm not really looking forward to the update. Incursion sounds interesting, but I kind of am just burned out with Division. It's kind of the same old thing over and over again. It is extremely grindy and just Dark Zone is a great idea that just isn't implemented as well as it could be. Uh, it's just it's not a game. It's a game for if you have a lot of friends and your friends play with you, but most of my friends don't really play with me unless you want to be friends and we can play the Dark Zone. But playing by yourself, I do, I I can show you some tips and tricks to avoiding too much death in the Dark Zone because if you die too much, you'll, you can level down, which is actually really frustrating at the same time. Um, actually, you know what, I'll show, um, I'll, I'll talk about it now. Uh, some of the tips I would say is uh, stick to, especially in the beginning, just stick to the DZ1 and DZ2, maybe DZ3 as well. Um, just keep on roaming around. Uh, the first uh, uh, extraction zone is that I would always use is by your uh, home base. Um, in DZ1, that's what I used because most people aren't even over there as well. Um, make sure that if you do uh, kind of work with other people in the dark zone, make sure that they're only with by themselves. Uh, if they're playing solo by themselves, they're more likely will not kill you. It doesn't mean they they won't. But more than likely, they won't even try. I had a, a few try and die pretty quickly because I'm not that low. Um, but anybody in groups, stay away from because they will kill you. Uh, just run away. Uh, if they, if more than one person is saying, hey, you want to be in a group while you're at the distraction zone? Say no, run back to the <laughs> safe house and just stay there for a while um, until they leave. Um, that would be my best bet. Now, like I said, stick in the in the zones where well you can manage uh, the enemies because the enemies are going to be very bullet spongy. Unfortunately, it sucks. I wish they would change that, but they're not going to change that as well. Uh, another tip is to try to find as much um, 
crafting materials as you can before April 12th, because after April 12th, it's going to get a lot higher. I'm glad they are going to, uh, the drops are going to be a lot better for killing named characters. That should help out a lot uh, in getting better gear because it's really, Division is a imposter for RPGs. It's not really an RPGs because you can't really role play because the only role you really want to do is to make sure your DPS our damage per second is extremely high. Um, that's an unfortunate thing. They should have actually tried their best to have pros and cons to all the different roles you can play, but they actually didn't, and people are just maxing out their DPS because that's that's the best way of doing it, and also maxing out their um, ways of mitigating different uh, effects, like bleed effects, burn effects, all the other stuff as well. So... If you are very low in the dark zone, you're going to be at a disadvantage still. I would say stick with DZ 1 and 2 for quite a while. You can level up pretty quickly through those. Um, if you want to try 3, 3 is not bad. 4 and 5 and 6 I would be very careful with because they start to get... In, uh, higher levels like 31 and 32 and since you're level 30 you aren't going to have as great weapons and they could completely and utterly crush you um also make sure for the skills um i use the uh, med station um when you throw out I forget the actual name of it, but I use that one. I also use the turret, even though the turret is good f for now, um, with suppressing enemies that are actually going to take that away. So I would either use the seeker mines or the little grenade launcher thing. Um, I did use the smart cover, but I didn't really feel like it was that useful. Also, the pulse is pretty useful. That was that would be my other one that I would use if you're not going to use the, the med station um, as a support station um, I would use the pulse so you can you know keep track of where everybody is and make sure no rogue agents is going to try and kill you um, stick like I said stick DZ1 and DZ2 uh, go underground a lot more often because most people won't uh, it's a great way of getting around and minimizing your exposure to groups of people that will want to try to kill you if any group is going to be is trying to be really nice to you run as quickly as you can and stay far away because no group is going to want to actually help you they're going to kill you and take your stuff uh and those are kind of a little bit of my tips for that as well. Um, another thing about Division is that they've... Massive has said, um, the developer of the game, is said that they won't push out incursions until their developer until their development team has actually beat incursions. And apparently they still haven't yet. So apparently it's even harder than challenging, which is interesting. Challenging is pretty, it's pretty tough. It's awfully tough. Uh, there have been times where I've played it with teams and we have time and time and time and time and time again have lost. Completely lost it. Um, so be careful about that. Make sure that you are pretty close to maxed out on your gear uh, if you can be because it's just going to be one of those one of those things. Now, on to my impressions of the closed beta Doom weekend last weekend. Uh, 
And I will say this, Doom is actually going to be having an open beta on April 15th, so anybody can play it. It's going to be on Steam. Um, I thought the Doom beta was actually pretty good for the most part. Uh, some weapons I didn't really like as much. I thought the Super Shotgun was a little overpowered for what it was, even though it was really fun to it was really fun to play with. It was kind of you know, a little overpowered. I didn't really like the rocket launcher as much, but people loved it. It's a fun thing to do. Um, people are saying that it needs more splash damage and just damage in general. I don't think it needs that much more. Maybe a little bit of a tweak up, but the splash damage for you and you coming too close to your enemy and just using the rocket launcher needs to be up as well because the pros and cons of using a rocket launcher. Um, most of the weapons are interesting to use. Uh, there is alternate fires for each one of them. Um, the rocket launcher, you can remote detonate, so once you fire it, you can press the right mouse button and remote detonate. The plasma rifle, which I use the most, because actually that was pretty fun, is you can shoot, and then the alternate fire is kind of a splash damage area of effect, where you throw it, it gets on the ground, and people, and yourself as well, can have... Um, hits being taken against you as well um there were a couple different grenades there was a self-teleporter which was interesting there was a frag grenade and there was a life sucker type of grenade i forget the name of it um but this one was you throw it and it takes it it takes uh bits off of uh health as well um the lightning gun was interesting uh steady stream would do eight for a while then you could get 10 and 12 um if you hit steady streams and then the area effect where you could electrify the ground um the heavy rifle was not as as good it was i think it needs a little bit of a buff uh for damage wise or no one's really going to use it um static gun was was interesting in the way of movement speed so if you kept on moving you would get a it would you can get a really high uh, hit uh hits were usually for me about 68 uh which is actually pretty high um however if you stop moving you, you would get no ammunition for it so it was an interesting gun uh to say the least um for what it was, the maps were actually pretty good, uh, pretty uh, well laid out. Uh, Power-ups were littered everywhere. Um, you had uh, double damage and uh, haste. Uh, also, the demon rune, where you would turn into a demon. Now, they only did the relevant right now because, well, they're just bait testing and they're not going to give everything away. Uh, was fun to play. Um, difficult to kill, which is fine because it is a power-up. Um, but I didn't actually mind it at all. I thought it was actually pretty good. You can kill it, and the gauze rifle, which is a power-up as well, can take a demon down to half or even kill it. Um, so I I actually liked uh, the flow of it. I thought the speed, movement speed was pretty good. The jump was a little light. I think they should add a little bit more height to that jump, even the double jump, a little bit more height to it. Uh, as well, but all in all, it was great. There was two modes. Uh, there was team deathmatch, which is self-explanatory, and there was a, a war path, uh, which was an interesting uh, capture the point and maintain the point type of thing. And it moved in a circular motion. And once you, once your team captured the point, you had to maintain it until a certain amount of points. The other team was trying to kill everybody and then recap and capture or recapture the point as well. 
Um, I played a few rounds of it. It was kind of boring. It really wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be uh, because it usually was very one-sided. Uh, if a team knew how to play it, it they would just completely win. Um, so there needs to be a little bit different ways of doing it. Um, maybe have randomized a little bit more randomized pass for it as well um i would be more keen to uh, battlefront droid uh mode droid, droid run mode which was interesting because they were moving targets but they moved in different ways and so that was a little bit more fun um and more of my liking even though i didn't really like battlefront that much it was a that was a fun mode um and i actually don't play it anymore um so for me I still think it's a great game. I still feel like it's a very arena shooter. I do agree with some criticisms about no rocket jumping, which is very arena shooter type um, mechanic. Um, there is no sprint, which I'm actually fine with because it does differentiate it from the other online shooters, which actually have sprint. Um, some uh, some gamers have said to put it in as always running, and then um, well. It's there, but I say leave it out. You don't need sprint in it. There's no reason for sprint, but that that's uh, that's my thing. But all in all, I'm pretty excited for uh, May when it actually launches as well, and I will be playing the beta, uh, open beta as well, and I will actually write my um, uh, article about it from the impressions of from. The closed out uh, from the close from the alpha, which I actually played the closed beta to the beta and see the differences. If I still remember, it might just be the closed beta and the beta because I don't really remember too much about the alpha. Um, but my only really main quip about um, the closed beta was that every time I tried to stream, it wouldn't work and the game would crash. Loading it up the first time, I actually had to go into the files and uh, launch and repair all the Visual Basic files, which are only two, restart the, my computer, and then play the game. And it worked fine after that. That was just kind of an unannoying part about it. But beyond that, it was great. Uh, I just kind of wish that um, other streaming services would actually support OpenGL because that's what they actually use. Unfortunately, they don't. Now moving on to uh, gaming deals that are going on this weekend. All right, Steam has uh, Killing Floor 2 is uh, 33% off right now. Really great game, kind of really fun, really bloody. Uh, Dying Light, the following enhanced edition is uh, $40.19 or 33% off. And uh, there is Space Engineers, which is a fun game, 70% off, so it's $7.49. Green Man Gaming, which apparently has redesigned their website as well. Nice website, too. Um, has a few deals as well. It has uh, Killing Floor 2 for 26. That is a digital deluxe version. You have the Killing Floor 2 for $20.09, 33% off. You have Grand Theft Auto 5 for $40.19. Uh, you also have Age of Singularity, which is now out as well. Banner Saga is 75% off at $5. Really great game. I'll be reviewing the second one that comes out uh, on April 19th. Um, you also have uh, We Are Dwarves for $12.74 and a few other ones as well. Now, GOG has a few other sales going on. They have the special bean 
uh, Dog Games, which is Baldur's Gate Enhanced, Baldur's Gate 2 Enhanced, and Icewind Dale Enhanced, which are all great games. Uh, the Baldur's Gate Dragon Spear is not that great of a game because of the writing, um, but these are because they're just enhanced and they didn't really change the writing or do their own writing because, well, apparently they don't know how to do that very well because they rely on Amber Scott, which is not a very good writer at all. If you push agendas, not good. All right, they also have Chaos Reborn on sale as well, and it's various different types of sales, but it's actually pretty good as well. That is the end of Gamers Cafe. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and tune in tomorrow when I do Digital Coffee Live on Zcast. It should be a fun time as well. All right, and if you want to follow Digital Coffee, I would be so happy. Uh, follow me on Digital Coffee on Twitter at Digital co77ee facebook digital coffee podcast uh, instagram digital coffee podcast youtube digital coffee podcast and on uh, anchor.fm which is a mobile app uh, audio mobile app at digital coffee podcast too i am now on uh, tune in so you can check me out there uh so if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and Digital Coffee Podcast as well. All right, guys, have a great day and see you tomorrow live on Zcast. Later.